have needs and desires and seek to discover our own erotic journey, you've come to the right place. This is Seek, Discover, Create with Lexi Silver, presented by SDC. In the next hour, we're here to answer your burning questions about relationships, sexuality, and health from the leading sex experts and professionals. Now, here is your host, Lexi Silver. Hi, everyone. Welcome to SDC Presents Seek, Discover, Create. I'm your host, Lexi Silver. Are you feeling kinky? Thinking of experimenting with some BDSM but don't know where to start? Or maybe you're a more seasoned fetish player in search of some new techniques to try on your submissive? If you want to explore the sensual side of BDSM and learn how you can start getting out your own kinks, join me today with King Hef, a sexual enhancement product specialist, the creator of Pink Hefs and Black Hefs, and an expert in the art of sensual impact play. King Hef is going to tell us what to do when we're first getting started with a new submissive player, how to communicate and establish consent, how to manage the different elements of a BDSM scene, and some interesting physical and psychological domination and obedience training techniques you can use on your own submissive. Before we kick off our kinky discussion today with King Hef about impact play, I want to thank our sponsor, SDC.com, your and my expert source of exclusive information about sex, health, and relationships, where you'll get access to a massive international network and dating platform of over 3 million members worldwide. So we have a very erotic edition of Seek, Discover, Create for you today. Joining me, Lexi Silver, is my special guest, King Hef, an entrepreneur and sexual enhancement product specialist from Charlotte, North Carolina, and an expert in the art of sensual impact play. As a dom who specializes in the sensual side of BDSM, King Hef educates men, women, and... Sorry, start over. As a dom who specializes in the sensual side of BDSM, King Hef educates men, women, and couples through his private sessions and hosts seminars at sex expos like Exotica. He's also the creator of Pink Hefs and Black Hefs, which is a line of all-natural sexually stimulating supplement pills that offer women and men intense, long-lasting, intimate pleasure. I invited him to join me today because he also believes in educating others about the importance of self-truth, self-love, self-awareness, and sexual satisfaction. And we're all interested in sexual satisfaction. Welcome, King Hefa. Thank you for being here. Oh, thank you for having me, Lexi. Oh, no, it's my pleasure. (laughs) Or or as I like to call you, Sexy Lexi. Ooh, I like that. I have no problem with you calling me that. (laughs) I know you don't. (laughs) So a lot of the people listening today, as well as myself, are interested in BDSM and kink. And we want to know, how long have you been interested in BDSM and kink? Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I just lost you on video. You still there? Hold a second, Lexi. No problem. All right. I'm sorry. Um, everybody just wants to just call my phone and blow it up constantly <laughs> right now. Now that I'm clear. Oh, is that what happened? You, uh, you lost it because you people were calling you? Okay, I see. Yeah, okay. All right. So, how long have I been interested in BDSM? Wow. Okay, so you want the long story or, or the abridged version? Oh, any version you want to give us. All right. So, initially... The first time I ever knew about BDSM was when I was in the army. I was in Germany, and I was in, you know, went to Frankfurt. Of course, prostitution is legal in Germany, and they have these things called the poof houses, right? So I went to this one, and this beautiful, you know, downtown Frankfurt, and I go in, and I think I was on the seventh floor, and I walk by this one room, and the lady, she was a, she was a, she was a femdom, right, a dominatrix. And she had all this leather and stuff on. I was like, and she had these whips. And she looked at me. She was like, you, come here. I was like, Mm-mm, no, thank you. <laughs> no, I do not like to be spanked. Oh, I, I, I got enough spankers growing up as a kid. So, you know, lo and behold, you know, my many times and adventures going back. This one day, it was a Friday night. And I was going to hang out with some of my buddies. So I got in this one. I lived in Frankfurt. I said, you know what? I don't have to meet them until 1030. I'm going to just go. I feel like doing something adventurous today. Now, no, I was probably maybe 20, 
tw- yeah, no, no, hold up. 21 at the time, right? So I went back there to see her specifically. And she was like, oh, you ready? And I told her, I said, yes. Now this, I had been seeing this lady for maybe two years. And just, <laughs> every time I go there, she'd be like, you. One day I'm like, no. But this day, I went there with the intention of seeing what it was about. Like, so, you know, she got me in there and, you know, she asked me if I had ever heard of BDSM. I was like, no. So she sort of, she sort of, I heard, I heard of S&M before, but I never heard, I never knew what BDSM was. So she sort of broke it down to me and educated me. And, you know, she was like, what do you like? What things you don't like? I was like, I just don't kick me in the nuts. You know what I'm saying? Like, or, you know, sticking <laughs> under my booty. I'm just like, hey, you know. So, um. Long story short, she 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 strapped me to the to this wheel, and she spun me around the wheel, and she started flogging my ass. <laughs> and when I tell you, my dick was so damn hard, I was like, yo, I did not know I could get turned on from spanking. And she like spanked me with her hand, and she was a riding crop. I mean, mm. so. Fast forward years ago, maybe a few years after that, HBO used to have this thing called Real Sex. Mm-hmm. And on Real Sex, they were talking about BDSM. And Don, and I was like, I was like, oh, right there. And I was just like marveled by it. But, but I never had a, you know, then I didn't have a place to to sort of, um, I didn't have any outlet to, to, um, to do anything in. Because none of the women I was dating at the time, they were definitely not into anything like that. Well, I didn't ask, so that I didn't know. So um, fast forward a few years, as I got into this space, um, I had gone to a lifestyle party, and at the lifestyle party, they had, you know, they had someone doing demos there, and I was like, man, I was just, you know, being even though I'm an exhibitionist as a voyeur, I, I was just looking, and I got turned on, and the young lady who was with me at the time, I was like. What do you think about that? She was like, ooh, I'm turned on. I was like, okay. And then after that, I sort of got into the BDSM. As I got more into the BDSM, probably about three years ago, things just started happening, and I was going to parties, and that's when I got my my first thing I got was a riding crop, and then I was just practicing from there, and Mm. then I was doing some hand spanking techniques, but nothing to the point after, once I um, connected with Jess and Jasmine, she taught me a particular hand spanking technique that that part was born. But I, I would say now, that was maybe, so it's 2019 now, so that was like 1991 back then. Wow. Yeah, so something I was always interested in, but really didn't get into it until about, into it as a as a dom until maybe a three years ago. What do you get out of being a dom? Well, <clears throat> the one the one beautiful thing that it's taught me it has taught me it, it has given me more confidence. Right, it has taught me how to be able to to lead someone through 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 the through the aspects of pleasure and pain, right? And most importantly, to make sure, make sure their safety, their, their consent, and their protection. Mm. I, yes, I, lo- I love that. All those things. I love all those things too. And it's a really, those are really important parts of the whole journey in BDSM. We're going to talk about that a bit later, but what kind of workshops have you held in the past to, t- to kind of teach people a little bit more about your techniques? Well, I, uh, my good friend, um, Glamazon Taomi, she, you know, she was doing, she's doing these seminars at Exotica and she was like, bro, she was like, I need you to, I need you to do a seminar. And I was like, oh, I don't know which one. She was like, you should do it. You should do it on BDSM. I was like, really? <laughs> and so, so as I was going, you know, going across it and I meditated about it and it came to me, I was like, well, hmm. I can sort of add an sensual side to my little BDSM. So it started the first, trying to think, the first demo I actually did was at a local little erotic uh, thing here in Charlotte, North Carolina. And that was actually my first, that was actually the first demo I actually ever did in public. And after that, I ended up 
ended up getting like two private sessions booked after that. I was just like, oh, wow. <laughs> like, but it's, it, it, it's something that I like, I'm passionate about it because I get turned on by it because me personally, I know how it is to be spanked, right? And to be, bu- to be bound and all kind of stuff. And those are kind of things with the right partner I like. So naturally, it just transferred into, into you know, me learning to become a dominant to know that the things that I like, right? I don't do anything to anyone else that I don't try on myself first, right? Mm-hmm. I like that. Do you think it makes you a better dominant that you also have a submissive side and you've explored a little bit of that? I, I, I feel it. Honestly, I feel it does. Mm. So let's talk about that sensual side of BDSM that you're talking about. What what exactly is it that you add to it? What is your version of BDSM that makes it so sensual? Well, the most important thing is I like to establish I like to establish a immediate um, immediate element of trust, mm. right? Immediate. I like I like to let them know. I whisper in their ear and I tell them that you're safe with me, right? Mm-hmm. I'm here, I'm here, I'm here for your healing, right? So as I'm telling them, I'm telling them this, and then I put either the blindfold or the hood on. Mm-hmm. And as I'm telling the submissive this, I'm just I'm just assuring them how incredible they are. Like I'm here for your healing, I'm here for your release. Like you can give it all to me. Like you can give it all to me. And then as I'm telling them this, as they start to relax, I like to give them a hug. And then, I, then I'm, I'm speaking in their ear. As I hug them, I have them breathe in and breathe out, right? And breathe with me. So our breaths become in sync with each other. Mm. And what that does is that establishes an incredible energetic connection. I like to call it the bubble, right? So, <laughs> so, so this, this bubble that, that we go into, once we're in it, even the people we're watching, it's just like, we're just the only two people in that space, hmm. right? Because the one thing I have learned is everything starts in the mind first. So wherever the mind goes, the body is sure to follow, right? Oh, that's so true. That mind-body connection that a lot of people tend to ignore when it comes to sex and yeah. and anything really. Yeah, it's crucial. Yeah, yeah, it really is. So I I, I love to just, just establish that and, and let them know like, I'm not here to hurt. I'm not here to hurt you. I'm here to heal you. Hmm. That's a bit. That's a very different perspective of BDSM that I think a lot of people don't really uh, see or hear about very much. I think some people have a, a misconception about BDSM that it's more dark, more yes. about pain. Uh, there's definitely a softer or more sensual side to it that mm-hmm. you know people could learn about. I think it's really interesting that you do that in your seminars too. You kind of teach people about that. Yes. Yes. So, what are some of the common questions that you get from people after you do one of these seminars? I, I get a lot of people asking, like, you know, do you teach couples how to do this, or how can I learn more? Because um, a lot of women say, you know, my husband. He's like too rough and, or he doesn't do it right or stuff like that. <laughs> it would be surprising, you know, the, the tales I hear about men choking women, like they're choking them like you're trying to kill them or smack them on the ass too hard like you're trying to damn hit a baseball or, or a hockey puck. Like, <laughs> no, like, you're not trying to kill them, right? But um, th- those are the common questions. And then just really like a lot of people, once they see, they whether it's a seminar or they see me perform, they like, what is it? They're like, what? Are, what do you say to them? Like, because they see me talking to them. Because I'm always talking in the submissive ear, right? Mm-hmm. To make this, make sure they're okay. And I'm always saying some things that's going to help help raise their vibration and, and get them even even more in the more in the bubble with me, right? Mm-hmm. So they want to know what what do you say? I'm like, I don't know. It's, it's not like it's not a set thing I say, but I just I just like to say things and and talk talk sensual, dirty talk to them. Mm, I think the tone of voice makes a difference too. Yes, it Because does. it's very reassuring. You're reestablishing that trust. You're keeping them in that zone. Um, there's definitely a, a lot to be said about the tone of voice that a dominant speaks to his submissive or her submissive in. Mm-hmm. I agree. That I agree. 
So we're going to get into that a little bit later. I want to hear a little bit more about your techniques right after this little break. I'm Lexi Silva. You're listening to Seek, Discover, Create. And if you're enjoying my show and you want to learn more about relationships, sex, and health and find new ways to spice up your sex life, check out sdc.com. We'll guide you on your erotic journey with unlimited access to videos, podcasts, and articles from experts like Dr. Jess, Sunny Megatron, and Charlie and Ariane Williams. Visit sdc.com to discover and connect with your own erotic tribe and explore more at SDC events, parties, and travel destinations. With hot and fresh content added daily, you'll have tons of resources to start your exploration and continue along your path to self-discovery. Join over 3 million of our SDC members worldwide to seek, discover, and create with us today. Don't forget to use your promo code 7070 for two months of free access to SDC.com. That's 7070 to get two months free at SDC. You're listening to the Sexy Lifestyle Talk Radio Network. Mystery Vibe is where the best of humanity and technology combust into your pleasure. Personalized, the world's first body-adapting vibrator. Crescendo adapts, bends, wraps, and vibrates in your every curve and crevice. Use solo, duo, trio, or more. And with an app control that commands your pleasure across 12 presets. Oh, and you can even make your own vibration. Crescendo is adored by all, from feminists to Forbes. Go to mysteryvibe.com now for your pleasure. Personalized. You are tuned in to Seek, Discover, Create with Lexi Silver. If you have a question or comment about the show, we'd love to hear from you via email to lexi at sdc.com. That's L-E-X-I at sdc.com. Now back to this week's discussion. Welcome back to SDC Seek, Discover, Create. I'm Lexi Silver, and I'm here with King Hef, entrepreneur and sexual enhancement product specialist and expert in the art of sensual impact play. Right before the break, we were talking a lot about Hef's journey to getting into BDSM, becoming a dominant, and some of the interesting things that he's experienced along the way, and some of the techniques that he likes to use when first starting with a submissive. So we were talking a little bit about how you like to establish trust in a bubble, like you said, uh, with you know talking a little bit to your submissive, getting them kind of ready, making sure that they feel comfortable and relaxed as you're covering their eyes or their face. What else do you do when you're first ta- when you're first taking on a new submissive? As far as a play session or just period, everything. Everything from just getting started with them, like the first time that you meet them or the first time that you start initiating a session. Um, well, the main thing I like to do, I like to listen, right? I like to listen and ask them questions as far as like wh- what what are they looking to get out of this, this play scene, right? And then I always like to know what their hard and soft limits are, okay? Because I make no gross assumptions that they like certain things, or they're comfortable with certain things that I'm not, or I like, I'm comfortable with certain things that they're not, right? So I always mm-hmm. like to establish that line right there. And then um, once I do that, it's, it's a lot of, like, I like to, I like to touch and caress. I, well, first of all, I like to get their consent. And then once I have their consent, like, I like to touch and caress their arms and, like, just, just, allow my allow the heat from my hands and my energy to just help them relax a little bit. Mm, that's a good way to get somebody relaxed and feeling yes. like they're putty in your hands, basically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so you were talking about communication, talking to them and making sure you have their consent. What kinds of things do you say to make sure that you have their consent? Do you, are you super explicit about it? How do you, what kind of wor- words or language do you use? Well, I just basically ask them, um, you know, because a lot of times, especially someone who's really, really first coming into this this realm of a, a BDSM play session, maybe they have experienced some things privately, but nothing to and and you know to the level that 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 I'm on or that we're on, right? So, mm-hmm. um, I like to know like what are your hard and soft limbs? They be like, well, what are hard and soft limbs? I'm like, okay, just equate that to things that that's a, a positive yes or a definite no mm-hmm. or things that's in between like, uh, 
I'm okay with that, right? Mm-hmm. So I, 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 those are wonderful things I like to know. And I don't like to, the one thing I won't do is do any improv, like if that's not something that we discuss, right? As far as penetration or anything like that, I don't, I don't be like, I'm not like, hey, would you like me to penetrate your mouth? I'm not going to ask that. <laughs> as, as we're going through the play session, I like to keep it along the lines of exactly what we agreed on. Okay. So if through, if throughout the session, um, the submissive decides they want to change it up or they ask you for something specific, do you still go with the original, whatever you were previously agreeing to? Yes. Is yes. it, what's your reasoning for that? I'm curious. Um, it, it's just simply because, because uh, okay, so what happens a lot of times is, you know, Impact play versus hand spanking, flogging, caning, all those type of things, right? And my technique, so a lot of times the women, they end up they end up wanting to really have sex with me, right? <laughs> they, they really do. So the thing is, is it something that I'm pretty much, I'm not, that's not something that we discussed in the beginning or I'm not okay with that. Then I'm like, no, no. Mm-hmm. I, I have no problem telling someone no. Right. At all. No, it's important to be able to say no on both sides. Yes. 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 I'm like, nah, you don't have my consent for that at all. Mm-hmm. At all. Interesting. So I, is it also, I mean, in, in my experience when I've, I've done before, so sometimes a submissive will say they're okay with something because they're really in the moment, but you know that maybe as a dom, you maybe know that they can't handle it or they shouldn't go to mm-hmm. that level yet. We're not quite yeah. there yet. Yes. Yeah. I, I'm, before? I'm, 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 yes. I'm always paying attention to their body language, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not just like not just impacting and doing all kind of things <laughs> because, because because you know Lexi sometimes you can really get into it as a dominant and mm-hmm. you're just you're just doing everything and it's like okay I can't I, I can't forget them like you know we have safe words and hand signals <laughs> and stuff like that but I'm also paying attention to, to their body and I'll ask them things like I'm like is this is this just right or is it too much? Mm-hmm. And they're like, this is just right. So I'm always getting the reassurances from them that is that is just right. And I'm they're like, no, that was too much. I'm like, okay, that's too much. I'll pull back a little bit. Um, because sometimes, you know, safe safe safety words are very important with me, hand signals, but sometimes it's just that little reminder when I notice, like, say if I if I smack her ass too hard, right, or in a different mm-hmm. area, and, and I see their body move a certain way, I'm like, is that too much mm-hmm. or it's just right? And they're like, that's too much. I'm like, okay, no problem. And then I'll move on to another area, and it'll go a little softer and gradually build up. And that ongoing communication just makes the session better because you know that mm-hmm. you're giving the sub what they want and what they can that's handle. Right. You're not getting right. to that level of pain uh, that is not pleasurable. That's correct. Mm. That's correct. And but because me, it's the one thing I let them know is that pleasure is my number one priority. Mm-hmm. That's super important. Mm-hmm. So we talked a little bit about the physical levels, and we know there are also the psychological and emotional levels of BDSM. How do you manage all of the different elements of a BDSM scene? You did you you revealed a little bit more, you know, when you were talking about how you like to continuously check in, um, you know, reassuring uh, your submissive before you get started playing and making sure you establish trust. What else do you do to kind of regulate all of those elements during a session? Um, well, I let them know that I, I want, I want to hear them moan. Don't be mm. silent. Right. <laughs> like, like stop. Don't hold back. You can, you can be very expressive. Cause I, I want them to clear out, you know, one of the things that I, that, you know, one of the things that I had learned in some of my, in some of my training in Tantra, correct, is clearing out chakras. So I want them to, to moan, to clear out that throat chakra in mm. order to let it go. Like, like no, don't hold it back. Like this, this is not, this is not you being punished. Like I want you to scream with joy and everything. Like you know, and, and, I, and I'll give them instructions. Like say, say, count it down. Like count down the impacts. Right, count it down. Let me, mm. let me hear you talk. Right, mm. let, let me hear you. And then I also let them know that they cannot come without my permission at all. 
And if they do happen to come without my permission, that I am leaving. <laughs> Have you ever actually gone through with that? Yes. Oh, really? Okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. yes. I, 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 make, I make them beg for me to come back. <laughs> Evil. <laughs> but that's exactly your role. It's perfect. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I actually think it's very interesting when we talk about orgasms and actual uh, different like uh, in different incentives related to orgasms, forced orgasm versus, you know, um, actually uh, pr- preventing them from having an orgasm until you give them permission to come. There are so many different ways to control or <laughs> do obedient, obedience training like you were talking about. Um, what do you prefer? Uh, what works when with what kind of sub? There are different kinds of subs. Everyone's different. So what do you, what do you use? Do you use that for everybody across the board? Yeah, I, I, I find that orgasm denial is like the best tool. Like I, I've done forced orgasms, but I, or, orgasm denial is by far the, that's like the top number one because, you know, naturally the body and the mind, they want to be able to release. Like, nope, sorry. Not until you say so. Not until I say so. And they have to ask for my permission, right? Hmm. So you definitely use it as a punishment if they do actually go through with the release. Uh, oh, yeah, oh yeah. If they go with the with the release, the the punishment is me walking away. Hmm. So that that's definitely an incentive for them to keep it in, and mm-hmm. it also builds upon itself. If yes. you they can't have an orgasm, then they're just going to keep building up their pleasure continuously until you let them completely explode and release all of that energy. That's right. Oh, that's that's, right. that's good. That's interesting. I find it different when uh, some doms like to um, use forced orgasm as, I, I mean, you could use anything as punishment or reinforcement. It's really, it, it really depends on the sub, the, the situation, mm-hmm. um, you know, are they a brat? Are they not? <laughs> it really depends. Uh, but it, that's, it, I, I'm interested in your technique. It's very, it's, it seems very effective. It is. <laughs> So we're going to go into those details very, very shortly. We're going to take a little break. And I invite all of you to explore your lexuality on my website, LexiSilver.com. For those of you who are just getting to know me, you'll be pleased to find my erotic stories and a variety of kinky sex toys on my site. If you dare to enter my playground, I'll treat you to 15% off anything you desire in my shop when you use promo code LexiSTC. That's L-E-X-I-S-D-C. And don't be shy. Come get Lectual with me on social media. I'd love to hear from you. You'll find me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter as Lexi Silver. That's Lexi with an I, Silver with a Y. Don't go away. We'll be right back with SDC Seek, Discover, Create. When the lights are off, that's no reason not to light things up. Lube Light lets you pop its cap for instant illumination so your lube gets applied to all the sweet spots and never the awkward ones. No more slippery midsection, unless you're into that. You can keep it turned on while you're getting down with your partner. Our ambient lighting is soft enough to never blind while you're doing the grind. No matter what lube gets you vibing, it's compatible with lube light. Easier to turn on than your last partner, guaranteed. Get yours today at lubelights.com. Also available on Amazon and SheVibe. Mystery Vibe is where the best of humanity and technology combust into your pleasure. Personalized, the world's first body-adapting vibrator. Crescendo adapts, bends, wraps, and vibrates in your every curve and crevice. Use solo, duo, trio, or more. And with an app control that commands your pleasure across 12 presets. Oh, and you can even make your own vibration. Crescendo is adored by all, from feminists to Forbes. Go to mysteryvibe.com now for your pleasure. Personalized. You are tuned in to Seek, Discover, Create with Lexi Silver. If you have a question or comment about the show, we'd love to hear from you via email to lexi at sdc.com. That's L-E-X-I at sdc.com. Now back to this week's discussion. 
Welcome back to SDC's Seek, Discover, Create. I'm Lexi Silver, and I'm talking with King Hef, entrepreneur and sexual enhancement product specialist, an expert in the art of central impact play. Right before the break, we're talking about some of the first steps that King Hef takes with his submissives and the importance of being ready and getting your submissive ready on a psychological, emotional, and physical level for every kind of impact play that he... Let me start that over. I think, I'll, or I no, it's good. It's good. I'll, I'll, I'll edit this out later. All right. So we were talking a bit about the psychological domination techniques that you like to do, including orgasm um, denial. So orgasm denial is something that is seems to be very effective. What else do you like to do in terms of psychological domination? It is the the idea that they are really enjoying the scene and everything that's going on in the scene. And the idea that I may just walk away and leave them there is just, that's, that, 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 that takes them to another place of like, no, 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 please don't leave. Please, <laughs> please come back, please. I'm like, nope. Like you didn't like, I'm like, I told you, when I tell you to be vocal and moan and you keep holding back, you don't want it enough. Mm. You don't like it. You don't appreciate it. I'm out. Mm. Go. So that's a very good motivation for them to do whatever it is that you want them to do. It is. And, and I, and I come back when I'm ready, like whether it's a minute or whether it's five minutes. They're going to wait and they better not move. Are most of your sessions or, you know, experiences with submissives usually just like a one-off? You meet them, they, uh, you know, you, you have an experience together or do you sometimes have submissives that you have as part of your regular rotation? Um, is it because, I mean, it's different. You could use different techniques when, it, when it's with somebody that you are with more often. Um, I, I know I have a couple of techniques that I like to use also. What do you like to do? Um, well, it's a combination of both. Um, a lot of times when I go to the, when I go to new places or whatever, and I meet someone who says they, they want a session, um, and then I sort of I I give them my number, get their info, and then like the next day or whatever, we um, we 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 talk about it. Um, exactly, hard limits, soft limits, everything everything that they want what they want to release and achieve from this. Okay. Um, but then I do have some submissives and some clients that they once a month, I see them. And and then I have, I have maybe two submissives that I deal with on a regular. I know for some things that I like to do, um, I have, <laughs> I have a couple of Wii Vibe toys that are Bluetooth, uh, you know, they, they can be accessed with Bluetooth. So I have done this before where I've actually uh, sent, well, I mean, new toys at that point uh, to my female submissive and had them keep it in, put it on, not knowing, giving me control over it uh, so I can play with them whenever the fuck I want. Yes. And they just can't do anything about it. I mean, they can, they can shut it off, but obviously they're, you know, allowing me access because they want to be controlled uh, and I can do whatever I want. I can give them multiple orgasms. I could just tease them to the point where I know that they're going crazy and then stop. I can access that. I can even see the reactions if I have them on video. Um, nice. Yeah. So that's a little fun thing that I like to do. Let's say you've had those conversations with your sub about their limits, what it is that they want to do, what they might not want to do, what they're kind of in between about then how do you set up your BDSM scene? How do you, where do you do it? What kind of lighting do you use? Everything makes a difference, right? Details yeah. are important. Mm -hmm. um, normally, normally I like to do it on neutral ground, right? Mm -hmm. I, I really don't like going over their houses. Um, I'd much rather have a neutral, whether it's a hotel or Airbnb or whatever. And as I set everything up, I make sure to sage the whole house or the whole, the whole room. And then when they come in, you know, it's, you know, the, the, the light, like it may be super, say it's in the daytime, it may be super sunny, whatever. And then I close the curtains. I like some candles. I like to set the mood right with incredible, delicious music, right? Mm. Something that's, that's very 
a very sensual type sound that resonates with them um, in their ears, right? Because I'm 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 looking I'm looking for the whole thing, like everything, like mentally. I want them to have orgasms, everything from the music, everything, and then I'll have I'll have all my tools out, and then I ask them yes or no, and they they look at each one and tell me which ones. They they want yes no or maybe and then whichever ones is no then I, I put those to the side put those back in the bag and then everything that say yes a definite yes or a definite maybe I keep all of those out. What if they don't know what they feel like? Let's say it's their first time they don't know the difference between a flogger and a riding crop, for example, or how hard it'll hit. What do you how do you do it then? If they don't know what they're getting into, let's say. Well, what I do is I I. I I use it on the hand first or, or mm-hmm. on their, on their form. Right. And I'll, I'll show them how this works. Like, I'm like, is this too much? They're like, yeah, that's too much. No, that's they're like, no, I can handle this. I'm like, okay, cool. Or if it's a cane, I'm like, they're like, I don't know if I want that cane. Like, well, I'll just use it. And I just tap them a little bit and they like it. Yes. That's it. like even stuff like the violent one with when you're doing electro play. Um, I'm like, what do you think about this? And if, if in the beginning they say yes or no, I don't want that. But I always, I always like to try it on some little area that's not the ass or the breast or whatever first, like either the hand or the or the forearm, just or in the inside of the forearm, so they can feel it. I think that's really important to do because a lot of people don't really know um, getting into it exactly what it is any of these tools are going to feel like on them. And I, I also like to test everything on myself too before I test it on someone else, which I think is super important. I had um, I had a podcast with Sunny Megatron and she basically said it's a very important thing to do, uh, especially when you get a new toy or you're shopping mm-hmm. for a new toy. Yeah. To try it out on yourself because so that way you know how it feels and how hard it hits and how hard yeah. you can hit with it to make the impact that you want. Yeah. So yeah, giving your sub that chance to basically feel what it's like before you use it on them is super crucial. Definitely. So during an actual session, so they've decided what toys they like, what they, what they don't want to, what, what tools they do and don't want to use or be, have be used on them. How do you decide the order in which you use these tools? Um, it just comes to me. Like, I don't, <laughs> I, it, it just, whichever one says um it's like daddy use me next i'm like okay you're next right (laughs) (laughs) they just called you they just called to me like me like me me. i'm ready like okay you're up next right so and i'm always thinking ahead when i'm when i'm using certain tools i'm always thinking ahead like hmm which one can i use to add this level of pleasure pleasurable Mm -hmm. pain like oh yeah this this is perfect right here this is perfect. And you can tell, obviously, by the reactions of your submissive what it is that they like and if they're mm-hmm. looking for more or less pleasure, uh, pleasure. If they're looking for more or less pain, let's say, or just maybe certain areas that you want to, uh, you know, smack a little bit harder or yep. less hard. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. The body language is super important to read. Uh-huh. It really is. So you mentioned something before about behavior correction and obedience training and whatnot. Let's talk about behavior correction. How exactly do you implement that? All right, so um, uh, great friends, um, Carnival Risk Gag. I met them down at Exotica in Miami. And uh, he was talking to me and uh, Glamazon Taomi's husband. And he was just, and, you know, because you, know, you hear terms discipline, punishment, he was like, no, I don't punish. I, I use behavior correction. I'm like, oh mm. my God. I'm like, I'm like, that sounds that sounds sexy, like behavior <laughs> correction. Like, okay. So what I had to do was I had to imp- implement that into my into my verbiage. Mm-hmm. Um, like you're gonna get some behavior correction. So behavior correction is exactly what 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 they desire and what they're looking for. Right, behavior correction can go. It's it's a it's, it can go, it's a wide range of things, but your behavior needs to be corrected. Right, whether you're not answering the way that I that I feel you should answer, now you get some behavior correction. Whether you're doing something or that you're feeling something that you know you need to release and feel, then I don't know what your behavior was before you came to me, but I'm going to correct that for you. 
Hmm. So there are lots of different opportunities during a given session uh-huh. that, you know, kind of call out to you. Like if someone, I, I mean, if someone doesn't say, you know, yes, sir, or whatever, or something like that, then yeah, you, that's a, that's a good opportunity for you to correct uh-huh. the behavior. Definitely. And what do you usually like to do? I mean, will you hit them harder? Will you not hit them? Will you deprive them of something? What, what do you usually like to do as far as a technique for that? Well, it just depends on the submissive. A lot of times, if they don't, if they don't say yes, sir, or no, sir, or, or one more, sir, like, I'm like, okay, you're not paying attention, not limiting. I'm not going to use that toy anymore. I'm not going to use this tool anymore, especially if it's flogging or my hands or whatever, and they're really into it. If I take it away, they're like, no, 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 please, I need that again. I'm like, (laughs) And when they start actually doing whatever it is that you asked them to do originally, whatever the behavior is that you're trying to correct, then you reestablish use of whatever toy it is. I do. Yes, that's correct. Okay. So that's a reward is for you to resume playing Mm -hmm. with them the way that they wanted to be played with. Yes. Okay. All right. And you find that effective? Very effective. (laughs) I can imagine. (laughs) So don't go away. We're going to talk a little bit more about that very, very shortly. Uh, I'm Lexi Silver. You're listening to SDC Seek, Discover, Create. And I want to invite all of you to join over 300 SDC members for an erotic escapade on the island of Crete this May. Going Greek has never been more glamorous. Indulge in five nights of passion at this all-inclusive Grecian playground with daily parties at our clothing optional pools, a 24-hour inside and outside playroom, and exclusive SDC theme night parties. As you meet sexy, like-minded people in the lifestyle, you'll get pampered by the hotel's five-star service with world-class spa, multiple bars, rooftop restaurant, and nightclub to satisfy all your desires. Join us from May 8th to 13th for our divine Greek adventure. Book your rooms now at sdc.com. We'll be right back with Seek, Discover, Create. Craving more from your sexy lifestyle? Search our businesses, services, blogs, articles and videos and keep in touch with us by subscribing to our newsletter all on the sexylifestyle.com the sexy lifestyle talk radio network is where you can build a new vocabulary to talk about sex in a healthy loving and productive way discover more about yourself and your relationships from our amazing sex experts who can't wait to share their information with you you'll learn everything you ever wanted to know about sex sexuality sexual pleasure and so much more on the sexy lifestyle talk radio network listen learn and live sexy tuned in to seek discover create with lexi silver if you have a question or comment about the show we'd love to hear from you via email to lexi at sdc.com that's l-e-x-i at sdc.com now back to this week's discussion Welcome back to SDC Seek, Discover, Create. I'm Lexi Silver, and I'm here with King Hef, entrepreneur and sexual enhancement product specialist and expert in the art of sensual impact play. Before the break, we were talking about, again, some of the psychological and physical components of BDSM, how he likes to set up a BDSM scene uh, with everything from music to making sure all of his tools are on display uh, for his submissive to play with and also uh, to play with for his submissive to choose from and to also make sure that everything every tool that is being used within a particular session has been tried on himself. So I think that's a very interesting thing that needs to be addressed uh, for anybody who is interested in BDSM. If you are going to be playing with somebody, always make sure that you test your tools on yourself uh, before the other person so you know how hard it hits, what it feels like, and you can make sure that anything, uh, any sensation that you do want to give your submissive, uh, you've already played with it long enough to know exactly how to handle it. That's super important because you could really hurt somebody otherwise. So let's talk about that, you know, maybe hurting someone or things that could potentially go wrong during a BDSM session. Has you, have you ever had an experience like that before in the past? I have, I have. Um, 
recently I was I was um had a session with a submissive and there was something there was something that that she was expressing and I and in in my sometimes I get caught up in certain things and in my dominance I I, I like put it to the side or whatever and she just got like like she started crying and I was like oh you know so to me I noticed that that triggered something in her so I had to immediately stop mm -hmm. and like hey talk to me what's going on I you know I gave her a hug and she was crying on my chest and and she expressed to me how she felt at that moment and I was like okay all right so then I had to check myself with that and say all right this is something that I know with her I can't do this certain thing so that's going to trigger something so once i once i did that and everything calmed down and she, and she got great she was ready to continue but that's like i said it's all it's all always about paying attention and noticing what's going on um when i first started doing impact play especially spanking with my hands right i had to learn how to balance it like i would be i would i would uh it was too many bruises on on the right side and not enough on the left side right so i had mm -hmm. to learn how to balance balance these the uh the impact out properly Hmm, that's a good, yeah, that's a good point, obviously, because we, you know, if you're, let's say, right-hand dominant, you're going to probably tend toward one side than the other. Yes. Um, yes. But you mentioned something interesting. So you were caught in, I guess we call it the dom space. So mm -hmm. uh, you were kind of caught up in that. And it, in uh, for people who don't know, there's, you know, we use terms like subspace or dom space. And subspace is kind of the feeling that a submissive will have when they're really in the moment, they're kind of absorbed in it. They're all they're, they're focused on is, you know, the sensations that they're feeling. They're kind of uh, almost drowning in that sensation, that feeling of uh, helplessness, which it's like obviously wanted helplessness. And it feels mm -hmm. fantastic. Um, and I've, I, as a switch, I've experienced both. So uh, being in the dom space, sometimes uh, like, like King Half was saying, you get a little bit consumed in the feeling, the, uh, you know, the motions, what it is you're doing, the, uh, you know, the control, the power that you have. And yeah, it can get a little bit sometimes uh, out of hand if you're not focused on the submissive. And the fact is that we always want to make sure our submissive is having an amazing time and that we're focused on their pleasure. And we're able to read that body language because sometimes their submissive can't actually tell you or is not going to tell you verbally uh, that something is too hard, that they're having a rough time, that maybe they, it triggered something emotional in them. Um, and it's very delicate when you're talking about playing uh, because you are dealing with that vulnerability and it could evoke things you didn't even know could happen. Um, what you mentioned was also very interesting because you said you stopped and you were holding her and she was crying on you and everything. Um, that also makes me think a little bit about aftercare. What do you mm -hmm. usually like to do for aftercare after a session to make sure um, this is feeling good? De definitely, um, because like I said, one thing I learned in um, in tantra is the importance of what they call the tantra hug. Right, so mm -hmm. tantra hug is somewhere something where where you hold each other real tight and just and just you just touch different parts of the back or whatever. You all learn to breathe together. So what you're actually doing is you're you're raising each other's vibration up and through the hug right and it's a lot of loving delicious energy that circulates around through that hug so you know my aftercare you know a lot of times i like to talk to the submissives and find out you know do they want to be held afterwards do they just want a blanket or whatever and they ask me what my requirements are for aftercare me personally um it's really the hug like the mm -hmm. hug is really and as as i'm bringing them back from a subspace um place i'm Tell them like it's okay. You can, you you can let go. You can release. And I just want them to just breathe with me. And as as we both exhale, they just I just want to feel them just let go, just fully let go, and let and let me hold you. I'm not gonna drop you. I'm not gonna drop you. I'm here to like these strong arms will not drop you at all, right? And so once once there once the aftercare is there, then as they're coming back and they're fully back in the consciousness, then, then and only then do I, do I let go. Mm -hmm. So and I, I hear, and, and, and I'm sorry, then I make sure that they're putting you know, there's plenty of liquids around too, mainly water. That's a good point because dehydration is a thing. And, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, they're, they're, <laughs> <laughs> 
was going to say they're losing a lot of fluids because, you know, they, you know, they get juicy, let's say, but um, <laughs> uh, no, it's, it's important too, because um, when you are taking, like, uh, you know, you're, you're being spanked or you're being flogged or whatever, because your muscles are tensing up as a result of all of the impact that you are sustaining as a submissive, uh, you're, it's like exercise. So your muscles uh, can, can spasm if you're not hydrated enough. You, you, you will actually burn calories, not to say that this is like an amazing way or a great exercise to do if you are trying to do that, but it could be fun. So yeah, it doesn't hurt. Definitely. doesn't definitely. hurt. No, it does hurt, but in the right way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Okay, so water. And I like what you said when you were talking about the hug because um, making that connection, that physical connection, and also keeping them in uh, that feeling of trust, that bubble that you were talking about before, um, that's really effective. And yeah, everybody's different. Every submissive is different. Not everybody needs the same kind of aftercare, but I think that's a, a, almost a fairly uh, universal thing that I've, I mean, in my experience, uh, for the most part, that physical connection um, is definitely very powerful to keep mm-hmm. someone uh, from feeling too vulnerable after a session. So, yeah. Definitely. And so if, let's say, we're, we're hearing uh, from we're, a lot of people are listening right now who've never really tried uh, BDSM or kind of want to try to get a little bit more into uh, some, some kinky stuff with their partner, what kind of tools uh, could, uh, you know, somebody use uh, for the first time, like to bring, uh, to kind of start off their collection of toys? Um, I would definitely say something like a riding crop, right? Okay. Um, a riding crop that um, nothing, nothing too small, right? But nothing, nothing too long. Something that fits the hand just right. A riding crop is great because it allows for simple little, simple little ways of impact on different on different parts of the body. Um, or also start off with like a nice flogger, like maybe a suede flogger or something like that. Mm. Just because the suede is less intrusive um, than than full leather. Right. Um, but please make sure that your flogger is leather. All right. Um, <laughs> not, not fake leather. All right. I think it, it really um, is really going to do that. And, and the thing is, and, you know, learn how to use them, mm-hmm. really learn how, how to use them. And I like like even people who buy stuff off the site, I always ask them, like, well, you know, do you know how to use this? Like, how are you using this? And they're like, well, you know, I just got it because I saw you use it before. I'm like, no, let, let me let me give you some instructions, right? Let me give you some proper instructions because the one thing anyone who's listening to this that if you get your first tool, you don't, you're not trying to hurt your partner, right? Mm-hmm. Your goal is not to hurt them. Your goal is to give them pleasurable pain, not pain, pain, mm-hmm. right? Like. And, and learn how to use it. But most importantly, use it on yourself. Like, use it on yourself. Like, use a ride crop on yourself. See, see how much you can take. Because that way, then you'll know how much to give someone. Oh, definitely. Mm-hmm. So I, one of the things you said that's also super important is to use real leather. And I know there are lots of, you know, other toys that are out there that are fake leather, but it feels different it it, the quality is not there uh they don't handle the same way Mm -hmm. so and there are lots of different kinds of leather uh that you can use and different you know like you were talking about suede and um there's so many different things uh that you can do but they feel way better like i you know i as as a as a submissive anadomic i felt both so it feels much different when it's leather it's so much better so don't don't cheap out on your toys guys I, I, you know what's wild is I, I told a guy this maybe about a couple months ago, and he was like, "Man, I went to Amazon about this," and I was like, "He's like, I should listen to you." I was like, "Dude, you spend, you spend you, if you really want quality, you have to spend the money on what you want because as you as you're investing, you're investing in your pleasure, in your pleasure, and your partner's pleasure, but you're investing in your tools that you're going to use, and you don't want no cheap tools out here like like BDSM. You want to make sure that you're the quality of your toys is a number one. Absolutely. So that that's amazing advice. And what other advice would you be able to give a kinky person or a couple who's just getting started or experimenting for the first time? I, I would definitely say consent. Consent is key, right? Mm-hmm. No means no. 
there's no maybe, there's no well, I don't know. It's either no or yes. It's pretty, it's pretty green and red, right? No or yes. It's no yellow light in this thing when, when you're getting consent. And also you want to make sure that you all have lots of open communication and honest communication about what you're looking to experience, everything that what you want to feel, all of that. That's very, very key. And establishing boundaries too. Yeah, those are all perfect uh, examples of the right way uh, to start practicing BDSM. Definitely. Oh, definitely. And so we're getting a little to the end of our show. And how can people find out more about how you like to educate others on BDSM or your uh, different seminars, uh, your amazing products on your site? Can you tell us a little bit about how we can reach you? Sure. Well, um, you can always um, follow me on Instagram at King Hefs. That's K-I-N-G-H-E-F-F-S. Um, and eventually I'm going to have to, that's my regular standard page, but I'm going to have to go ahead and get me a page because it's really hard melding the new worlds of kink. And I was never really, I was never vanilla on my page, but kink and, and regular page stuff. So I'm a, I, I, I will let you know when my new page is up, but also my other business pages at Black Hefs, at Pink Hefs as well. Um, you follow Pink Hefs and Black Hefs. Those are my all natural sexual supplement vitamins. I call pink hefts is the vagina vitamin and black hefts is the God dick vitamin. Okay. All right. Um, mm -hmm. And then, uh, then um, starting in March, March 2nd is my first sensual art of impact place seminar. And it will be in Atlanta, Georgia. And then I, I'll be in different places around the country. So always stay tuned up either King Health or Pink Health, follow the notifications, notifications. You can always see where the city that I'm going to be, if it's a city near you, right? Come on, travel out. Also, I will be doing the same seminar at all the Exoticas this year as well. Oh, that's fantastic. So we're going to have to come and see you there for sure. See what your, uh, see your live demonstrations, right? Definitely. Definitely. Oh, amazing. Well, thank you so much for coming on my show today. It was an absolute pleasure having you. You're very welcome, Lexi. And I did, you know, I did not follow your directions, ma'am. Um, <laughs> the websites are www.pinkhefts.com <laughs> <laughs> and www.blackhefts.com. Um, but if you're on the Instagram pages, I'm on Facebook and Twitter as well, Black Hefts and Pink Hefts. You can, there's always a click through to go to the shop. Trust me, uh, my, my number one goal and intention is for men and women to have more honest communication, more loving, sexual, and loving and healing sexual um, experiences. And my products will allow you to experience what sex is really supposed to feel like. Mm. Oh, that sounds amazing. And uh, no, you didn't follow my directions, which typically means that you need a little bit of behavior correction. Is that right? <laughs> That's what it gets, ma'am. <laughs> That's <laughs> oh, okay. Maybe I'll let you off the hook this time. <laughs> thank Thanks you so much. Thank you so much. And thank everybody for listening as well. Um, I really appreciate your tuning in. Tune in every Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on the Sexy Lifestyle Network right here. And you can learn more about sex, health, and relationships as you seek yourself, discover together, and create moments at sdc.com. Thank you for joining me, Lexi Silver, on SDC's Seek, Discover, Create. Until next time, stay lectual, people. Bye. Hey, sexy people. If you're ready to start your sexual evolution, we've got some amazing prizes to give away. Some of the great prizes include Womanizer, the most advanced pleasure product for stronger, longer, and more intense orgasms. SDC.com is giving away a lifetime membership to the sexiest online community of open-minded people. Touch from experience, warm. It warms your personal lube, then automatically dispenses it with a wave of your hand. 
And we can't forget Throws of Passion Waterproof Pleasure Blanket. Keep your bed dry no matter how wet it gets. For your chance to win one of these amazing prizes, simply send us an email at info at thesexylifestyle.com with the word contest in the subject line. Your name will be entered into the weekly drawing and remember to visit our website regularly for a list of the winners and more information about all the amazing prizes and sponsors. Go to thesexylifestyle.com contest page and enter as often as you like. We appreciate you joining us on Seek, Discover, Create, presented by SDC.com. Please join your host, Lexi Silver, on another erotic journey next Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time and 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Sexy Lifestyle Network. Until then, may you enjoy exploring your sexuality. 